0: This program is intended for mature audiences only.
1: Welcome to the Expanded Lovemaking Show. I'm your host, Dr. Patty Taylor of ExpandedLoveMaking.com, and I teach you how to make exquisite love Welcome to part two of a two part show. Today on the show, we're talking about Taoist sexual meditation to optimize lovemaking. Sex is so much more than physical, it's mental, emotional, and spiritual as well. Well, what if you could have it all during a sexual encounter? Well, could we do that and what would we need to learn to hold our own center as we open to our own energy and to that of our partner? Far beyond what we think of as the usual boundaries of sex, so we're so lucky to have returning with us our guest Bruce Francis. So hi Bruce. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm just doing great. Really enjoyed our first show, um, and uh, so I've told you in our first show about Bruce. So just briefly, he's a Taoist lineage holder. He's uh, holds a lot of uh, titles actually in. Um, Uh, qigong and tai chi and a lot of other things he's the author of many many books including the Qi revolution and the great stillness and came out with the qigong for the sexes which is a wonderful cd set so uh let's just just continue on with our interview here. Uh, we were talking about some of the practices that uh, people can use uh, to maybe interface with their partner to be better lovers. So we had been talking about uh, the man finding out uh, a woman's favorite Spot in our <laughs> in our uh, last one. Uh, what's what are and and you you, you talk in your book about uh, that a man might start also with giving a woman a good foot massage. Why is that?
0: There's a basic thing. It's not a man giving a woman a foot massage. Here's anyway what the the Taoists found out about the basic, shall we say, the some of the basic physical ground rules of sex. A woman's essential nature. Is yin. A man's essential nature is yang. So what does that mean? The yin part of the body basically goes from your very lower belly down to your feet, and the yang part of the body basically goes from your very lower body or the bottom of your spine to the top of your head. A man's energy is naturally located in his spine, his head. A woman's energy is naturally located between her lower belly, her vagina, down to her feet. So during lovemaking, the Taoists have a very old phrase. They say that until you've touched every part of your lover's body, you haven't really got them warmed up. So part of this is that women as they probably know better than men, but I think men who have any sort of experience know for well, is that if a woman doesn't get warmed up, she doesn't really get into it. And it's not as much fun if she's not really into it Both for both of you. So one of the things is that they have a whole thing about, really, they have lots and lots of methods about how you get the energy of a woman going between her feet and her vagina. Okay, so, I mean, you want to do the foot massage. is kind of more the Western thing. Fair enough. There's all sorts of things you can do with your nails or things about playing with their yin and yang meridians. There's things about ways you play with her etheric field above her body to get her body going, but, or you know, biting the toes, you know, In the West, we would call, for example, kissing women's feet a foot fetish. Uh, The fact that it matters in Taoism, that would just be considered to be a fairly normal thing because that is the bottom, that is the root of where the energy of a person goes. So all the things that are going to get the energy going from her toes up to her vagina, not just the vagina, but basically to what Chinese call the lower dandian or lower energy center, or let's just say her very lower belly, right? Or something slightly above her pubic hair that that gets a woman's energy going. Now when you talk about a man then the fact of the matter is that uh, the way it works for a woman is that naturally if the energy in her lower body is getting really strong that is what enables her to have an orgasm. If you talk about a man a man has an opposite program thing. Usually a man wishes to have his erection be longer than shorter. A woman in that one sense can be has the capacity to be more passive than a man, okay, because a man's penis has to get erect well, part of a man's penis getting erect is that when a man has an orgasm before they're going to have an orgasm, when they do, when they ejaculate, their chi goes down their legs into their feet. But also, normally, if their chi and lovemaking starts really going down to their feet, you can expect their re- you can expect their erection to go. But more than that, you also actually can ex- expect their genuine interest in participation to diminish. Okay, so one of the things that happens is, for example, if a woman wants to you know keep the guy going or whatever, whatever is just to do something to get the energy to go up his spine to the top of his head. So in her. In her foreplay and whatnot, she'd want to do things with his back and his spine, his neck and his head, and blah 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 blah, blah to get his energy rising to the top of his head and up the way up his spine. So these are, these are like some kind of you know basic things.
1: Could you give us some examples?
0: An example of what?
1: Well, like uh, looking into his eyes, or fingernails, and his. Oh, well, if
0: you're talking about that, I mean, you know, you I can mean, kiss his back. You can use your fingernails. You can use your finger. You can tap. You can have your hand go about five, six, seven inches away from his body until you can feel the heat of your hand, almost like touching his spine for the etheric field. All, all these are, all these are just part of anything that you can do, to get the energy moving up his spine to the top of his head. And, for that matter, also to his arms and his fingertips. So the equivalent of a man kissing a woman's feet and her calves and her knees and her thighs and blah, 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 is a woman kissing a man's arms that t- down to his fingertips. Because, again, that's all moving in that upward direction.
1: And how about playing with a man's nipples? That's well, fair enough. Or is it more the back?
0: It really is more the back. I mean, of course, playing with a man's nipples is fair enough. That still is at least in the right direction. It is moving upwards okay it's clearly it is clearly above his waist so but some men's nipples are extremely sensitive, and some men's are not mm-hmm. i mean that's just kind of how it is, but if you're just talking about energetically, it's more about the back than it's about the front okay so uh so that's one thing another thing that's also terribly helpful is that well other things in a sense, okay, so it's not just that another thing that's done a lot both. Male and female is blowing, which a lot of people don't do as much, but just the or because you'd be surprised that if the nervous system starts opening up and the chi starts opening up, blowing at certain points just really gets the nerves going. So that's a thing that's terribly useful.
1: Uh huh. Okay. So, um,
0: biting, blowing, scratching. I mean, the whole thing about scratching is is that there is a difference between the nails going lightly up somebody. And some people actually get off on the, you know, the super, like women, they get excited and they, they, without realizing it, they scratch a man's back and go like that because women without recognizing it feel that when the energy is really going up a man's back, they feel it pulsing into his penis. And that's one reason why women have always scratched and, you know, gone for men's back when they really get excited. you know, so we say, start going berserko. But, in that, but the actual mechanism that's behind it is not the question of you're scratching the back. It's the question of they're doing it because as they're doing that, as they're making energy go more strongly up their head, they're actually feeling energy coming out of his penis.
1: Interesting. Um, now, another question that I'm sure a lot of women have is the whole question of ejaculation.
0: Let me go finish the last. Okay, bit. sure. You know, the thing is that, you know, the question is where is the line between when you scratch the man's back so hard that that actually shuts him down or it opens him up. And that is something I think sometimes in uh, let's say is a good thing to pay attention to.
1: Okay, cuz you you're really trying to wake up the nervous system, right?
0: Yeah. Well, you're trying to do two things with a man. It's not just a question of waking up his nervous system. It's also a question of you want the chi flowing upwards rather than downwards because when it flows downwards, he's going to ejaculate. That's what it comes down to.
1: Okay, so by bringing the energy up you're you're kind of helping him to spread the energy,
0: yeah, yeah, so you know, I mean, you know if he's doing that or he's starting to get soft and you want to do it, you know, play around you might you might get you might find that that might do a hell of a lot more than just playing with his balls and his penis, which is the standard thing. What does a woman do? okay, the guy starts getting soft, so she wants to she wants to grab his you know she wants to grab his genitals and just start like doing anything to get, it. but that may not necessarily be the thing that's really going to do the trick, it's more a matter of uh energy moving upwards.
1: Okay, well that's a really good uh, tip here. Well, we're actually going to take a break and then we will come back to talking about uh, the ejaculation. I know a certain um, Taoists talk about that a lot, so please stay with us. This is Dr. Patty Taylor and we're talking to Bruce Francis about um, the Taoists' sexual meditation and I just want to mention that you can get some very uh, interesting material, uh, one an audio on Qigong from the sexes, two two, uh, chapters from the CD set and also a PDF of the first two chapters from the Dragon and Tiger Medical Qigong Manual just by writing to energyarts.com that's their website so uh, we'll be right back
0: Listen to Sex, Love, and Intimacy, a podcast providing weekly audio workshops for your pleasure and connection, on
1: personallifemedia.com. We're back, and we're talking to Bruce Francis. So... Uh, what do the Taoists uh, advise about uh, that particular subject, ejaculation?
0: I think this is a, a very mm, misunderstood subject, or put it this way, it's, it's open to a lot of whatevers. Okay, let's start with a few very terribly simple things. In old China, the Taoists were very big about ejaculation control for a lot of reasons. There are some groups that say, well, to admit a drop of semen is the equivalent of losing you know, enough food to last you for a year. Hogwash. Uh, that's really not terribly true. But here's what it is more about. The whole thing about ejaculating is that, yeah, excessive loss of semen has the same effect on men as women having excessive menstruations. And I don't believe there was a woman who has not experienced the fact that, if she has a really, really heavy period, they completely waste you, okay? Well, likewise, excessive ejaculation in a man has the same effect. Now, but now we have a question, excessive for who? So that is more a matter of, a, of the strength of your constitution, right? There are, for example, young men that can come 10, 11 times in a night, and there are young men that can only come once or twice in a night, and that's it. So now we're just talking about natural genetic capacities, okay? And that's case by case, person by person. But we have a much larger issue. The uh, thing about ejaculations is that one, in terms of getting tired, which is always what the thing is. I mean, it does put men to sleep. I mean, it's a natural sleeping pill, that's for sure. But it's more about the tiredness. Well, what really causes it at one level, besides just the whole change in the blood flow of the system and the release out of the brain and whatnot, is that if I would kind of make the joke... You're Okay, you're having a very regular building up of energy when you're having sex. So it's as though you're creating a, a, a turbine, a, a very smooth circulatory flow. Call that a little bit like having a crystal goblet. And then all of a sudden, if I make the joke, it's, uh, uh, you know, that kind of thing. Okay, great. I mean, you know, maybe not quite as exaggerated as in porn films, but the fact that it matters that people do that. Well, at that moment, you're getting this very regular flow, and then at that exact moment, you're like, poom Boom! you're shooting out something, it's almost like shattering the glass. And it shatters your nervous system. It's actually that release of that sudden shock or pulsation through the nervous system that actually is what really tires you. Just as stress is what tires you, it's your nervous system that tires you. And again, whether it's that you're releasing too many substances, but blah 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 from your body, that's a matter, that's a matter of genetic capacity. Okay, there's no two ways about that. And it changes as people get older because most of them don't have it as strong and all this. Okay, so on that one level, the thing, all you need to do to resolve this issue. And for a lot of women, because a lot of women like men coming inside them because when they do, a man's energy really comes out of them. Okay? And so, and then a lot of men also don't want to do it because they feel tired. Well, the one thing they should really try, and I remember talking about this to someone about 30, 40 years ago, is that you know, in 99% of the cases, all you have to do is at the moment you come, rather than having the super tense contract, just completely relax and let what's happening in your penis just spread throughout your body like a wave, which is essentially what happens when a woman has an orgasm, what happens to her. And the central point is that it allows the nervous system to not get shattered, but to complete this smooth flow.
1: And what would the, uh, what would happen? What would the value of that be? Um,
0: well, simple. I mean, uh, a lot of men, it tires them out. Why does, the, if, look this way.
1: thinking a lot of guys are really proud. Wow, look, I, that's, you know. That's,
0: that's, that's cultural nonsense. That's also, they can watch a lot of, they can also watch a lot of porno movies and whatnot. No, it's the women that want the men to ejaculate more than the men want to ejaculate okay now there 's a certain thing you get that release of pressure, but that 's more the hormonal release you know because the fact of the matter is at that point, a lot of what people are getting from sex is not necessarily the energy between the two people they 're just feeling their own hormones releasing inside their system. The hormone releasing inside your system is going to happen through the sheer fact that you ejaculate. That's what's going to cause your glands to release. No. I'm talking about the shock it has, effect, the effect it has on the nervous system.
1: Okay, well, one thing I really love about the Taoists is, is they're very practical and they're really looking at what works on the body in a very practical sense. The
0: Taoists were called, for example, by Neenam, the scientist of ancient China, both the physical scientist as well as the spiritual scientist. Taoists approach sex more in the way a scientist does in the beginning what what is the reality of it and then they move into the art of it and the art of it is something that let's put it this way is not something you can teach on a radio show or even something it's the fact that there's a lot of things that go into that I mean as in any artistic process you first have to learn the craft you have to learn how you draw what is perspective or what do you do to make this effect. The art comes after you have the craft. The Taoists always start from the science. They don't go to the poetry first. They go for the science first, and they go for the poetry second.
1: Well, what, we can only hope that people get a taste of the beauty of uh, the uh, incredible lineage teachings, you know, just from talking to you. So one thing that I thought was just a wonderful practice that i found in your book the great stillness which has a lot of sexual qigong uh, practices in it was uh you talked about how men can develop their hand and finger sensitivity uh, and that really trains their nerves to to relax and also to uh to feel more of what's going on with the woman and how important that is, and uh, I, I was wondering if you could just share a little bit. I love that tofu exercise, just rubbing the tofu. I thought that was so fun, and uh, and you said it could also apply to the tongue. But I was just, I just thought it'd be fun to share with our listeners because I, I love to have some practical uh, things on the show.
0: Well, I'd like to before I go into the quote unquote the the practical technique of it all, let's look at something. You're a woman speaking, and women always go well. This tofu thing is so great because you're talking about how uh, a man's going to play with a woman's body. Well, let's also take the fact that, and I, I think I can absolutely agree, having talked to thousands of people and having talked to a lot of women that a lot of men don't really have great skill with a woman's body. Most women will say that most men are not great lovers, and it's really great when they get one. Hey, but let me let you in for a little secret. Most men find that most women are shitty lovers, too.
1: Touche. <laughs> you
0: know, no, I mean, quite seriously. So it's not just, okay, so a man's going to be playing with a woman's body. Okay, so she's got nipples, and she's got this, and she's got you know part her vagina, and she's got all this stuff. Well... You know, men have got men have got genitals, and then a lot of men, you know, frankly speaking, the way women play with them is they might as well be grabbing a cucumber. Uh, so this sensitivity I'm discussing shoots both directions.
1: Good point. Let's so for everybody. Yeah,
0: so fair enough. Here, okay. Now, this particular exercise is this, and it's used in it's used for lovemaking, but it's also used to train people to become really good body workers and whatnot, because at the end. If you want to come right down to it, when you're making love with someone, you are working with their body. You're no different than in one sense in a massage therapist. Now, I'll grant you what you're doing is not the same thing, but you are dealing with how does the flesh of one human being interact with the flesh of another, and I would even go further. How does the flesh with the unhuman being interact with the nervous system of another? Because I, I would say that sex is primarily a nervous system function. It's not a physical function you know really and truly it's your nerves that make sex fun it is not your uh, it's not the fact that you have tissues okay so the tofu thing is very simple you take a piece of tofu and you have to you want to find a piece of tofu that is close that cl- more closely mimics human flesh. So, for example, if a woman doing it and she wanted to do it for sexual reasons, well, okay, then find a piece of tofu that mimics what a man's penis is like or at least what it feels like to you.
1: So, it's like one of those cakes that's kind of in water, you know, that you yeah, buy yeah, in the
0: yeah. store. Of course, of course it's not dry tofu, it's a cake that's in water, <laughs> but there's different kind of consistency. So, you know, the question is not what is a man's what is the consistency of a man's penis it is more what how does the consistency of a man's penis feel to you then for a man it's not a question of what is the consistency of a woman's breast or a woman's you know, butt or a woman's vagina. It's what does that feel like to you, and you want to get a piece of tofu that closely mimics that, because that's actually what you're going to do on the ground, as the phrase goes. Okay, so the first thing goes like this: if you have a if you have a piece of cake, you have a cake of tofu. You put your fingers on it, and it's you know it's an inch or two or three thick. Well, let's start thinking about this here. A man's erection is an inch or two or three or however many inches, whether you, depending on whether you're looking at from the, the sideward angle, you're looking at vertically. But the same thing: a woman's vagina is blah, blah blah blah, or a man. If you're looking at a woman's breast, you know there's the top of it, there's the bottom of it, and there's all these things. So there's a certain width, and at every millimeter, you're going to go in, or actually, I would say probably about every quarter of a millimeter, you can create different sensations in your partner's body. Okay, so can you create or can you play with those sensations if you can't feel them? My answer would be no. The Taoist would say, how are you going to do it? Okay, If you're blind how can you paint a picture? If you can't feel something, how can you possibly know what you're doing to it? So, You take your finger on the tofu and the first thing they say is you just make circles because a circle will get all the pads, it will get all the different directions of your skin and You put your finger on the top and you just try and see, can you just get the first quarter of an inch of that tofu doing And so, Okay, so you make it go round and round. Then maybe you just tap it or you do something in the same way you do with a man's breast or their penis or his balls or her ass or his ass or whatever. Whatever your thing is, as the phrase goes. And you go into that kind of depth and you play around till you can start feeling it. And just with the most micro movements of your fingers, you can move what's in there. Okay, so you can move it, and that's not going to be any different. So, for example, a woman's playing with a man's balls. Well, okay, uh, let's put it, I don't think there is a man who would like having his testicles crushed, okay? But then there is the fact that, you know, just a little bit of movement down there can really get people going just as there are places where you know you have a, a woman's nipples are particularly sensitive or, or eyes are sensitive or ears are sensitive. So you're only going to want to go into that depth to where that sensitivity is causing effects and not so deep. It just feels as though the person is taking a piece of wood and shoving it in your body. For that, the tofu is very useful because it has the consistency of human flesh and you go into a certain depth and you start making your fingers go around and you tap or back and forth, or whatever motions it is you like to do during sex. Until you then can go, okay, so now I got the first, let's say, I can play within the first inch of the tofu. I'm just going to use an inch because it's without going to the exact distances. So then you want to go, okay, so now I'm I'm going to leave the first inch alone. And I'm going to go for the second inch in. Why? Because when you have something on a person's body, again, we have this issue of the nerves either get more sensitive or they shut off. Well, if they get, when they are getting more sensitive, clearly that's where you want to play with it. But when they start shutting off, clearly you want to leave it alone because that's to regenerate. So, okay, so the first inch... In the beginning, that's going really great. You know, woman's vagina, whatever it's going, that depth, whatever, it's fine. But then all of a sudden it starts going a bit numb. So great. So now what you want to do is go down to the second depth, whatever that inch, however distant it is. And you want to make that move because when the first one begins to show, we say lose its sensitivity. You go for the place that has the sensitivity. And so forth and so on. You start going down the tofu to where by just touching the top, you can almost get to the bottom of it, Right. This, for example, is a thing I said. It's used to train massage therapists in China. It was used to train martial artists so that they knew how, when they hit someone, exactly what depth in their body they wanted the shockwave from their hand to go in. So hitting someone's stomach is not going to take the extreme; is not going to kill them. Aha! Getting something to explode in the center of someone's liver or heart will kill them. Likewise, having going to a depth in their body that's going to really turn them on and get them going—that's good. Going to a depth of their body that's going to turn them off is not. Do you understand? You're not going to get the effect.
1: I think that's a great example. And uh, I am wondering if you could also do that exercise on your partner and see, you know, how does this feel if I'm on your first layer? Can you feel am I on your second? Uh, yeah, let
0: me tell you, if you just do it without telling the fact that it matters, real simple you know, you're just going to watch their bodily reactions or if they're so numb or if you're so, you can ask them for sure. You can make it a game if you want to, but see, I, I, Daoist would say, you're kind of blowing the spontaneity of it. So, But if you want to do that, fair enough. But the purpose of doing it on the tofu is so that you get the basic skill, right? You can play with the tofu for hours on end. You can do it while you are watching television. You can do it while you are... Reading a newspaper, right? What are you going to do while you're watching time Lie down, honey. Lie, 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 lie you know, lie, lie down, and okay, I'm just going to like work on you. No, I'm sorry, people just aren't going to go for this. You want to have it's an external training aid, so that when you get that, when you get down to the thing itself, the as the phrase goes, you're online.
1: Well, it sounds like a great exercise. Thank you very much. We're going to take another break. We're talking with Bruce Francis. And I'm just going to spell that F-R-A-N-T-Z-I-S. And one reason I say that is I actually looked him up on YouTube and watched him do a Bagua circle walking, and it was quite amazing. And we just saw some other great videos. Anyway, you can also find out more about him at energyarts.com. And um, he's the author of... The Great Stillness, and The Chi Revolution, and a lot of other books. Please stay with us.
0: Listen to Sex, Tantra, and Kama Sutra, a weekly internet audio program from Personallifemedia.com. Learn ancient secrets that turn on the soul of sex at Personallifemedia.com.
1: We're back, and this is Dr. Patty Taylor, and we're talking about Daoist Qigong with Bruce Francis. So, how have you used Qigong to uh, make your own life better?
0: Well, a few things. The first thing is that uh, I was in India. And after I had done this whole business with doing pranayama for a long time to awaken the kundalini shakti, I came down with a virulent case of hepatitis. Amoebic hepatitis is the worst one. It's like these little things that go into your liver and eat them up, basically. The people on both who were with me, we, we think we all got it together in Afghanistan. That's our theory. But regardless, they both died. And I'm sitting watching, and uh, you know, I was basically told by the doctor, you know, like, if you have anybody you wish to write a letter to, I would tell you you should do this because you may not be with us very long and you may want to say something before you are dead. Okay, so that kind of says, oh, shit, you know. And um, anyway, long story short, there is something which, if anybody's been through it, you know either you do something now or you're going to be dead very shortly. And I knew I was going to be dead very shortly. So I got up and I did Tai Chi. And from what I did, I I just simply kept opening up every energy channel because I had been studying for a long time. I knew kind of how to do it. Had to open up every channel in my body that was closed, and it was some of the most painful stuff I ever had in my life. Because there's a phrase in Chinese medicine that, if your chi is blocked, you have pain and have disease, and if your chi is open, basically you're pain-free and disease-free. Well, my chi was clearly blocked, and in opening it up, I went through more pain than you know, un- unbelievable. That's about all I can say. But at the end of it, after doing this, when I finally opened up, I fell and sleep on the bed, slept for three days, but I didn't die. So that was like a very good thing, because otherwise I wouldn't be with us. And I had hepatitis hangover for many years. I had to go through a lot of qigong to repair the damage. If anyone knows what a hepatitis hangover is like, it's a bit like having the blood out of your body and not getting it back again. The next big thing that happened was that in 1982, I had a car accident where my black ice, I hit a boulder, went off the road, hit a boulder, jackknife 15 feet into the air. And came down, rolled a bunch of times, and basically what it did is it caused compression fractures along my whole spine. I was lucky my, my spine didn't snap, but I had learned this Qigong thing called bend the bow, which if I had not learned, my spine would have snapped like a twig, and that's all there was to it. But, so here I am after a few aftershocks later, and I'm lying in a bed, and I can't move, and my legs aren't moving, and I'm like completely paralyzed, and it's a good thing I had learned Qigong because I had to go through again. A couple of weeks of just finally gained a chi to move down my spine until finally something came back into my feet. And I was told basically, you know, don't fuse my spine. You're never going to walk again, but blah, 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 blah. I was told after that I would never walk in I and mean, my skull was crushed. I m- my head dented the steel roll bar of a sob. That's how hard I hit it. And a lot. I mean, I could remember smashing into it six times, but I don't know how many times it happened. That's all I could remember. So that was pretty bad. Then, And so I went to China to learning. Louis Dahl of Tai Chi and a bunch of things. I learned basically how to fix my back. And then you can see things on YouTube. So when you see some of the clips we have, bear in mind that's someone who had their back broken once. And so that was, you know, let's say what I did boarded on the miraculous. But I don't think of it that way. A lot of hard work. That's how I would look at it.
1: And I, I really love that story because uh, as a, you're a wounded, truly a wounded healer. You're someone who's been to the depths of, you know, the darkness and come back.
0: Yeah, pretty much that's what happened. I mean, again, from 2000, 2007, California's got really lousy drivers. I mean, I, I know someone who had like, you know, they were like a, one of the world's top Pilates teachers in, in Europe and in South America. They Everything here, 90% of their work is fixing people from car accidents. People in California really... Anyway, I got hit six times by people. And, uh, you know, I'm finally able to come back from that too. So let's just say it's a good thing that I learned meditation because it gave me the tools through which I was able to deal with the inner demons and all the pain of it, because I didn't go through the hopelessness simply. Well, I shouldn't say I did go through the hopelessness, it's just that at least I had a way of getting out of it.
1: Yeah, because so many people are hopeless and depressed, and I think a lot of your message is you don't have to be hopeless and depressed. You have options.
0: No, just, you know, look, all you know is one thing, if life has really hit you hard, Take it one day at a time and keep on moving toward getting better because that's all you can do. And don't worry about what the future is going to be because all you can do is what you can do on that day and that's all you can do. But the main point is do it. Uh,
1: yeah, your book, The Tao of Letting Go, has some beautiful uh, meditations in it too. They're very practical. They're very gorgeous.
0: Yeah, I think The Tao of Letting Go deals a lot with the uh, what I would call the mental, most emotional, and psychic problems of having really, really heavy duty illness but anyway i shouldn't be alive is the is this is the basic point of it and somehow seem to have you know it seemed to have worked out
1: well i'd like to just end the show and just talk a little bit about the work you're doing now with helping others you know be alive uh, with the four corners uh, i know you've probably helped a lot of charities but what what do you currently do what is energy arts and and also Tell us a little bit about what you're currently doing in the world.
0: One of the things we do and one of the things that when I teach is that, although I'm a Taoist, uh, I do believe that um, helping people who really need it is a good thing and one of the hard things in this world is actually knowing what people need it and is the stuff actually going to them as opposed to being siphoned off by everybody who, shall we say, makes profit off it. Well, one of the things I do is that I support uh, Tibetan children, ones whose parents have been killed and they'd be offering because the Chinese have a an ongoing process of genociding the Tibetans that's no nonsense. and It's pretty grim at the moment. And they've put soldiers in a monastery since that whole Olympics business. They are a little bit ticked off, to say the least. But there's been other things like the Falun Gong and whatnot, which have just been causing immense problems. Anyway, one of the things I do is I work through the Four Corners Foundation, and they're also a pass-through to Kathib Shedra Bling, which is another Tibetan group. But it's just, it's easier. We have things that we, the people in Tibet... Both the children who are orphaned, who either they get out of Tibet or they're dead, as well as Buddhist nuns who have been tortured, electrified, and raped to get them to, shall we say, renounce their religion, they cross over the Himalayas, as well as old people who were the relatives that were killed by the Chinese and are on the list for the next, shall we say, pogrom. So those are people in India. And then there's another place that some of the children can go is deep into the really deep hinterlands of Tibet. Anyway, on my website, energyarts.com, we have something where if you would like to contribute money to these people, uh, everybody along the line of this does not take a penny. All this goes directly to the kids. The people who are involved are about the most honest and straight people. Nobody takes any expenses for themselves. And uh, I help raise money for this all over the world and do it. And if you would like to help these children and these older people and these nuns who have been truly brutalized and who just come to a place and they actually are able to continue their practices and meditate and many of these people meditate for the benefit of the world then all I can say is on energyarts.com we have a place and it says about Tibetan kids and you can you know use your credit card and do all the you know the normal stuff of modern civilization.
1: Yes, and they also help bring forth beautiful lineage, tantric tradition as well, and keep that alive.
0: Some of the the kids, there's no two ways about that these are going to be some of the premier Tibetan lamas of, you know, one or two generations downstream. The, the places that I help are the places that are actually giving the traditional training to make this possible for those is
1: I think one thing you've also said is that uh, the whole concept of lineage tradition is quickly becoming extinct in our world today.
0: That's a very big problem. I mean, m- many people may not know what lineage is. It's very simple. Lineage is where you can trace who is this person's teacher back one by one all the way back. Well, what does that mean? We have that in our modern education system. We have a place, for example, Harvard. Harvard, because that's one of the oldest ones in the country, it has a lineage of, since the mid-1600s, of you know, this department went to that department, we have this physicist, and it's just that the knowledge is kept intact, and it has standards to make sure that when the person who becomes a lineage holder that they actually have that knowledge. So... Getting a if you get a PhD from Harvard in in some sort of department then that says that you should know the subject that you're doing right as opposed to well if you got a PhD from you know just some catalog that you know like send in fifty bucks and you get your diploma then doesn't necessarily say you know what you're doing so this was the equivalent of how the genuine transmissions of knowledge and they have a very big thing about this in Asia I mean the first thing in America if you say well you're such and such okay what's your degree what school did you go to. Well, back in the East, they say, who is your teacher? Who is their teacher? Because they know that if something was for real and it was coming from a real source, this is how that knowledge gets passed from generation to generation intact without it falling apart.
1: We've been really, really lucky to have you on our show today. And I know you travel the world passing along uh, the training, so which was incredibly lucky. I'm thrilled that I've been able to share with all my listeners uh, what you've had to share with us today. Before we close the show, I'd like to invite you once again to leave a parting thought for our listeners. In terms
0: of Taoist practices that EnergyArts.com is involved in, I would say that these are things which can help the world and can help the individual human beings are in it we have external wealth but the real wealth a human being has is their health at every level physical health emotional health psychic health mental health and for that matter having clean karma as opposed to karma that is so dirty they just go from one disaster to the next so that's primarily what we're involved in and the other thought I would say is that I don't say what tradition anybody should study I say this, make sure it's a real one. Because if you do something that's real, something real will come out of it. And take your time before you do something to consider, is this a real thing? Because I I know there's a seminar culture in America and everybody's, oh, do this, do that. But frankly speaking, everything in America is being sold. That's the marketing system. But if you want something that's really going to affect the life you live, take a little bit of time and care about whether it's worth doing. So look for something that's real. That's all I say. And you know, Different lineages do different things and they have different approaches and those fit different people. And that's all very nice to say they have approaches. Ask the first question, is it a real approach? And then figure out what kind of an approach makes sense to you. But the first thing is ask if it's real because Something that will have real benefit to you will not come out of a piece of nonsense. That's not how it's going to happen.
1: Thank you very much. We've been talking with Bruce Francis. Thank you again for being on our show. My pleasure. Okay. Please send me email to Patty at Personal Life Media. For texts and transcripts of this show and other shows on the Personal Life Media Network, please visit our website, personallifemedia.com. And if you haven't already, please be sure to subscribe to the Expanded Lovemaking Show so you can get automatic updates as soon as they become available. This is your host, Dr. Patty Taylor. That's all for now. I remain yours in ever-expanding lovemaking, and I'll see you next week.